Holiday here with me. Hello. Hi. Uh, it's Saturday. It is. For us. Mm-hmm. Um, got a big week coming up. Yeah. I don't have anything planned, but I always like to psych myself up and say it's going to be a big week just in case something happens. You're not caught off guard. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm prepared for it. Sure. Um, last week, we talked about uh, things to consider before you get a dog. Mm-hmm. Dog or puppy. Dog or puppy. And uh, we uploaded this on iTunes and uh, also WRMI, shortwave mm-hmm. radio station out of Miami, broadcast it. You can check out their website. Um, the weekly lab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. And we like your uh, topic suggestions, uh, reception reports, anything you like, anything you don't like. Um, it doesn't have to be dog related. True. Although that will get a faster response because we're dog people. We absolutely are. Uh, so let's see. Last week we talked about things to consider before getting a dog. Yeah, just kind of like things to know when you're. If you've never had a dog before or a puppy, right. like, what are some things from our experiences right. that you, we thought people should know? You know, things that might not come up in your thought process. Like, I was mm-hmm. thinking of one today, cleaning the house. Another thing to consider is how good of a vacuum do you have? Right. You know what I mean? Like You, you need one that is like, like the Stanley cleaners. Like, it never even happened. Right. Yeah. And some people, I mean, even go as far as to have, like, their own personal carpet shampooer because... Wow. Dogs tracking mud and stuff, and sometimes just scrubbing it with some carpet spray isn't mm-hmm. enough. Right, right. So right. you got to have like a really strong vacuum because they know how to wreck a house. Absolutely, in absolutely. A ma- in a matter of moments, doesn't take days. Yeah. So now we're going to shift gears and talk about what we learned. Mm-hmm. Lessons learned. Could be the hard way. Could be the easy way. It could just be like, oh wow, I never thought of it like that type deal. Yeah. With having, uh, with having owned these great animals, and can you really say you own them? Um, I feel like they own us more well, than yeah, we yeah, own yeah. them. We just kind of coexist. Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, sure, you bought them, you paid for them, mm-hmm. you know, you paid their adoption fee and you buy them stuff all the time. But I don't, I don't really feel like we own our dogs because they're free spirits. Yep. They, mm-hmm. uh, they're, that's another thing. That's what you learn mm-hmm. is how different each dog, uh, is. Yeah. And I know it's funny to say, but they have a personality. Oh Yeah. You know, yep. like I can't think that any two dogs that I've had are alike. No, they all have their own personality traits, like habits. Mm-hmm. Now things. they do stuff that's similar and you're like, oh, you remind me of so-and-so. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, night and day. Yeah. Which is, which is cool. It's, that's what keeps it interesting. You never know what you're going to get. And that's what I always said about the difference between adopting a cat and adopting a dog. Yeah. Because I feel like cats are conniving Ooh. and... Like, I've been with a couple friends, including my sister, with them picking out cats. Mm-hmm. And we adopted a cat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the shelter people were like, oh, this would be the perfect cat for your dog. Like, it, it's not afraid of anything. And the cat was fine, like, meeting it. Like, all these cats were fine, you know. But the way that the shelter staff's, like, perception of their personality did not play out when those cats came home. Right. Like, and I feel like they almost put on a facade for you. Well, that's you. the thing. How can, I mean, just look at a cat. How can you tell what's going on? They show hardly any emotion. Yeah. They never, I mean, this is just my experience. Right. I mean, you compare, and you can't compare a cat and a dog together. I mean, you can, but I mean, it's not a fair comparison. I mean, I'll do it. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, how can you spend time with a cat and be like, yeah, this one's cool? Because I feel like they... Mm-mm. No, they change their mind so much. It's almost like all cats are females. Yeah, it's like, what? You know, that they change their mind. 
Every, they're hot and they're cold. Every five minutes. Yes and they're no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree because I, I don't feel like I look at a cat and I, I know what it's going to do. Yes. Or I know how it's feeling. Like, but if you're walking up on a dog walking around the neighborhood, you can be like, oh, this guy's excited. He wants to meet me. Mm-hmm. Or this dog's all business. Yeah. I mean, and two, that comes with knowing dogs. Right. Because not every dog that is wagging its tail is happy. That's true. You know, so you have to know to read the body language. And same thing with cats. Like, they raise their hair. They hiss. You know, there's some telltale signs that, mm-hmm. like, you don't want to go pet a cat. Right. But I just feel like cats don't show their true personality when you meet them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time, like, I've volunteered at shelters, I've gone to shelters just to, like, look and walk dogs and, you know, hand out treats just to make their day. And I feel like other than dogs that have like crate aggression, you know, because they've been through some stuff and they're nervous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes they say like when you take them out of the kennel, they act totally different. But that's an immediate change that you can see. And if you go out to kennels, you usually get a pretty good feel for the dog. If not, take them out and they automatically shift their personality and they're totally chill. (laughs) But it's like some of them stay the same. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. But like they don't put on this like fake front i feel right. like you know what you're getting into with a dog Absolutely. when you adopt them not like weeks down the road where you're like ooh. yeah i think you know what you're getting into personality wise right. now there's other stuff that's going to come up where you're like wow i didn't ever think about this yeah. this is expensive you know yeah some of it's like it's definitely trial and error mm-hmm. and um all right what's let's just get into it mm. so what's one lesson that you've learned uh wow or i mean i can come up with one but i mean just naming one um, I would say that they they want your attention, and you have to be able to put aside whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and offer that attention. Otherwise, it's going to manifest in other ways that you won't be happy about. Yeah. That's a lesson learned, in my opinion. Yeah. And you hear stories about it, you know, like, it really frustrates me when people get rid of dogs because they chewed up something. Right. And it's like, but you didn't either give them the exercise they needed, mm-hmm. pay them the attention they needed, or put them in a crate and train them to be okay with that. Like you're just letting your dog destroy your house and then you're getting upset about it. Yeah. So it's like you can't really blame the dog at that point for that. And so that kind of frustrates me. But it's like on on the other end of things, like we learned that and I would never get rid of my dog because of that. Because I yeah. feel like that's human error. Yeah. You absolutely. know what I mean? So and our experience with dogs is I've – we've never uh, – okay. Other than Ray being a puppy and being typical like teething, eating my shoes. Yeah. Um, tearing up blankets and stuff like that but i've never had a destructive dog like between my family myself i haven't either like none of our dogs have been destructive no and it's because we crate trained them early yep and gave them the exercise and the attention they needed now if dax was outside of a crate our lab Mm -hmm. and ryan wasn't paying attention to him enough or he wasn't feeding him fast enough right yep yep you would never hear verbally the end of it (laughs) because he'd be sitting behind you just he was a very demanding dog. Yeah. And it's like literally if Ryan doesn't make eye contact with Ray now, yeah. he does the same thing. It's weird. Yeah. It's like Ryan will be on his phone or the computer and Ray's like, um, excuse me. Yeah. He'll, you know, walk up and nudge you or put his paw on your arm and, hey, uh-huh. man, let's go do something type deal. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's one of the lessons is that they want your attention. Uh-huh. And um, just because, like, I know you said that you haven't ever had a destructive dog, which yeah. I haven't either. That doesn't mean they haven't destroyed things. Oh, no, But it's yeah. not, like, a common, like, trait where it's a habit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's Because, like, not... even Dax, he ripped up uh, one of the beds that was in his crate. And I think he just got bored that day. He was having a bad day, so he ripped up his bed. You remember? Um, it wasn't just one. Well. It was it was $300 beds because he was a bigger dog in a week. 
Well, he was bored that week. But see, the thing is, is we learned the lesson the hard way because he, and honestly, he didn't rip up his first bed. It was like some Martha Stewart bed that that dog loved, mm-hmm. but he would eat bones and stuff. And it just became so gross right. that I threw it out. And I think got, you made him mad. I really did because I got him a new bed. And then I think you were staying at work and I came home by myself and that dog was up to his armpits yep. in bed fluff. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. And so I went and bought him another one. Yep. Two days later, same thing. Yep. So we learned the lesson. He just doesn't get a bed. He doesn't because literally after that, I was like, all right, you're cut off. Like right. you're a hot mess. Um, so what did we do? We threw a towel in there. Yeah. And we're he like, loved it. Yeah. He we was, were like, you know what? Sleep on that hard plastic tray in there. He was in puppy heaven. He loved that. And literally that dog slept on like one blanket mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. Yeah. And like, I don't know how that came to be, but even when we started boarding him, mm-hmm. we learned the lesson the hard way too, because we forgot his blankie. Like he was a little kid with a blankie. <laughs> we called the vet cause that's where he was staying. And, and like, we were in Las Vegas and I was like, you know what? Like I'm a nervous dog parent. Right, I'm going to just right. call and see how they're doing. And the vet tech was like, well, um, so we put like a bed in there, like a raised bed for Dax to lay on and like five, we've gone through like five blankets and he's torn them all up. And I was like, Oops. I'm so sorry. I was like, we forgot his blankie. Yeah. So we like, they didn't charge us or anything. They thought it was kind of funny because they were trying to get him to get up on the bed and he didn't want to do it. And I was like, cause he only wants to sleep with his blankie. Yeah. He's a, he was a weird guy. Yeah, so after that, every time we brought his blankie and they said he would just lay on the floor, pin his blanket down and fall asleep. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't still get on the bed, but he had his blankie. Yeah. So, we and went see, through just a, the, a little bit. Just the fact that you said that you were a nervous dog parent. Yeah. I think that's another lesson learned is that how much that actually, um, I think for some people, not everybody would be like that, but mm-hmm. like how much that weighs on your mind when you're not with your dogs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure, like, parents with their kids are the same way. They're just nervous parents. They, mm-hmm. And no one's going to take care of your kids or your dogs or your pets in general the way that you do. Right. And that's the kind of thing. It's like, I know no one's going to spoil them. Like, Coop likes to be covered with blankets. If I board him and they don't know him, they won't cover him <laughs> with a blankie. And he'll probably freeze, you know? Yeah, he doesn't have an undercoat, poor dog. Right. So. But, yeah, that's, like, one of the things, too, that, like, looking back, you're like, wow, I never realized how much of my uh, mental energy it was gonna you mm-hmm. know take a toll on me yeah as far as always uh, not so much worrying about them but just you know being concerned with am i going to get out of work on time to let them out of their crates yeah like your world you know? almost revolves oh, around yeah, like sure. their schedule because sure. you're like i don't want them to be hungry i don't want them to feel like they need to pee in their crate because right. they're not getting home like yep. you know and then it turns into like if you have to stay late for work you're you're upset because mm-hmm. you're like, I need to go home and take care of this and stuff. But it's like, that's just because you're dedicated. But that that was an interesting lesson to learn because it's a living thing that depends on you so mm, much, you're right. you know? And, and they you, can't talk. And that's the other thing. Like, you know, right. like people with like, um, <coughs> excuse me, we don't have kids, mm-hmm. but like people with children, their children can tell them what's wrong, you know, at a certain age. Sure. Right. You know, um, but dogs, you just got to. You got to learn it's to a, read them. Yeah, I was going to say it's a guessing game until, mm-hmm. it, and literally until they like develop a personality and they come into their own and then they get like stuck in their ways or whatever. Like it's a right. learning process as you grow with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that like we didn't know Coop likes to be covered with blankets and literally that dog is obsessed with getting in the covers now. Yep. When we tuck him in for bed, whether it's in his crate or on the bed, we cover him with a blanket. He's probably got more clothes than you do. Probably. You know, like he's, he loves being in sweatshirts and. He's just a cold guy. I don't know what it is about him. Yeah. He just doesn't have a lot of fur. 
I, yeah, like literally um, in the wintertime, like, because that dog tans too. Yeah. It's so weird. Like his stomach where he doesn't have hair will turn like a darker color in the summer. And I know dogs can get sunburnt, but he never gets to that point. I make sure of it. But like when he sits, his little knees are bare. Like his little chest is all pink and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you can just see his skin. So yeah. he's a short haired dog. Um, but I've gotten a lot of flack from people because he is part like American Staffy, which is mm-hmm. a pit bull. Sure. And people are like, why are you dressing a 55-pound pit bull? And I'm like... Really? Yeah. Like, not not like snarky or whatever, oh, okay. but like they just thought it was weird because he's not a little foo-foo dog. You're right. And I'm like, dude, one, he loves it. Mm-hmm. And two, it's practical and I don't want my poor dog to freeze. <laughs> so who am I to tell him he can't put his sweatshirt on when he gets excited? Exactly. You know? And he actually runs to his closet and he'll sit down. Mm-hmm. And he like lifts a little paw. Yep. Put that and when I say sleeves. his closet, I don't mean he has his own bedroom. It's just we keep his... You stuff know, hung up in a closet yeah, just keep his coats <laughs> it's easier that way yeah just keep it organized you know, you know what i mean a clean house is a happy house true um afterwards with that mm-hmm. keeping a clean house with dogs yeah can be disastrous like Absolutely. just yesterday it rained they didn't dig holes when i was outside with them mm-hmm. they didn't do anything crazy but no sooner than they come inside you know it's muddy foot paw prints everywhere 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 so we had to vacuum up the dry pieces of dirt that fell off of them and then we had to swiffer because there were footprints everywhere yeah um another thing to go along with that obviously when you get a puppy you're gonna have accidents in the house yeah that's just part of it it's just a known thing and literally when i said i want a puppy everyone's like don't do it like it's so time consuming it's so stressful all this kind of stuff and i was like i've never had a puppy Mm -hmm. i want a puppy i want to go through that experience and honestly with ray it wasn't that bad i would say lessons learned from that is try not to get a dog before a puppy specifically before you move yeah because like we had a couple accidents in our last house and but like literally we were on top of him so much that it didn't take long for him to get potty trained Mm -hmm. but moving in between that and like literally trying to unpack your house and stuff he had so many accidents when we first got here yeah um just because we didn't have time to watch him and i was gonna say it comes back to human error i'm a firm believer because like he would like, his accidents were mostly at the back door. Like yeah, and you could tell it was to, like a pee trail because right. he was going towards the door. Like, he was trying to get outside and you weren't there to let him out on time. Yeah, because his little baby bladder couldn't hold it. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're you know, smart. They wise up pretty quick. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Um, the other two dogs, though. I mean, Dax, who um, unfortunately left us almost a year ago. Yeah. He never had any accidents. Like, no. Like, when we first got him, we nope. brought him home. He was a year old. Yeah. Chocolate Lab. And somebody had potty trained him. Yeah, and then, like, the shelter had only had him for, like, three or four days mm-hmm. before we picked him up. So, it was, like, they didn't know much about him. Right. So, you know, and sometimes the profiles of dogs on, like, Pet Finder, they say potty train, crate train, all right. this kind of stuff. Like, his literally had a silhouette blanket, like, dog picture because they didn't even have his picture up. Yep. And it just said, like, chocolate lab. And right. that's it. So, we didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have any accidents unless he was sick. Or literally he like slept in the bed that night and we didn't hear him go to the door or something like that, which I mean, Mm -hmm. it's our fault again. Um, Same thing with Coop. The only thing that he did, and I can't really blame him, the first day that we brought him home, which he got neutered that day, so he was high out of his mind. Right. uh, Came upstairs that first day and tried to hike a leg on one of your bags. Like you had a duffel bag in the bedroom and I was like, hey, and I like clapped my hands and he just kind of turned around me like all high and he was like, what? (laughs) Like, I can't blame the guy. He didn't actually pee even Mm because I think I scared him. But I mean, you can't fault him for that. Like the poor guy, like had no clue what was going on. It was his first time in a new house. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I say that to 
to make the point that when we had Ray, when we got Ray, like we didn't know how to potty train a dog physically. Like you can read yeah. on the internet, they got books, whatever. Yeah. But um, I had no experience with doing it. Right. And I feel like it went pretty well. So don't let that scare you. Yeah. If you're, um, you know, considering that as an option. Yeah. You just have to be vigilant and be okay with waking up multiple times a night mm-hmm. because like I slept in a different room with him in a crate right. so that he wasn't waking you and Coop up all night. And if he was stirring around in the little crate or something as a puppy, I would just take him outside. He may or may not have had to go. Sometimes he'd just go and sit in the dark, like on the porch and just <laughs> look <weird> around. <laughs> I'm like, that is not what we're here for. Um, but I mean, I'd get up like two times with him when he was a puppy, like mm-hmm. for the first couple of months. And I knew that going into it. And I was like, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. you know, kind of sucks on a work night, but it is what it is. Got to be dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what else? I would say training early. Yep. And you can teach an old dog new tricks. Older. Doesn't matter if they're not a puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we taught our dogs to walk on a leash appropriately for the most part. Dax still had his issues. Coop, too, if he sees a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, taught him how to shake, taught him how to lay down, sit, come when called, wait, yep. you know, stay, crawl. Yeah. All those kind of things. So It's kind of neat. Yeah. And we didn't have either of Dax or Coop when they were puppies. So, right. I mean, Ray's a work in progress because he's still young and a spaz, but... He is a spaz. You know what? Like, you can do it. So, don't be determined by that saying. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that saying, when people say it, it's like, doesn't even apply to dogs. It applies to people. Yeah, <laughs> you know for sure. I mean? Like, older, I mean, older people are stuck in their ways. Yeah, and, I mean, you got to think, a dog is always willing to do anything with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're always up for an adventure. So they just don't know what you want. All it takes is you having the energy or having the time set aside to be like, yep, let's go out in the backyard and we're going to do some training. Yeah. I mean, for a while, we thought Coop would never learn how to shake. But then, you know, that's one of those adapting things that we learned that he's just stubborn and independent. Right. Yeah. More so than Dax is a lab who always wanted to please and, like, mm-hmm. literally would do anything you asked him to. Just to get some food. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, Coop, like, it's, it's honestly, like, you'll call his name and be like, come over here, you know. And most of the time, he'll do it. But sometimes, it's just not on his agenda. Right. And, I mean, honestly, at this point, we just accept it because it's going to be his eighth birthday in July. That's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That would be another thing I would say. Lessons learned is how fast time flies. Yeah. When you look back at, uh, you know, having a dog. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to say, like, oh, I can't believe, you know, whatever was so long ago. But then yeah. you, like, look at, you know, your dog and you're like, wow, he's been with us for eight years. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was another surprising thing, I think. Because, like, the first year flies by. Yeah. And you're like, I can't believe you've had him for a year now. And then before you know it, it's five years and then so on and so forth. And yeah, it just gets crazy. And then like, you never know like what to expect is the other thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing too, is um, like dog breeds specific, like purebred dogs mm-hmm. are known to have certain ailments. And like, you can, you can judge from history of that kind of stuff to kind of know what you're getting into with a purebred dog. Right. But no one, like, just like people, no one is physically the same and no one's going to get the same ailments the same way. Or even if they do, it's not going to present the same way. So you don't know what you're getting into. Like, all right, um, tell, I I would love our audience to riddle me this. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have had, Ryan and I have had three dogs together. And Dax developed an anal gland issue oh yeah so that's where like you know when dogs always sniff each other's butts like that's what they're sniffing is the anal gland because every dog's scent is different and that's where it comes from so basically his would get impacted and he 
it, it would leak. Like it's gross, but that would happen. And so we had to learn how to like express them at home or mm-hmm. pay the vet 75 bucks every time we had to get it done. And that's like every month too, by the way. Yeah. It's like a reoccurring <laughs> thing. You can get them removed, but I've also heard that that messes with the dogs and they literally can't hold it in. If yeah. you get them removed and they like cut the muscle that holds it in on right. accident. So we were like, no, we'll just deal with it. And uh, they made some recommendations like put pumpkin puree or something, feed them this, feed them that, try that. Nothing worked. So we we're like, let's just accept it and move on. Right. You know? Yep. And then we bring Coop into the family. Coop doesn't have issues for quite a few months. Then he gets it. <laughs> and I like I remember we took him to the vet and we we're like, uh, both their anal glands need to be like taken care of. And I asked the vet and I was like, is this like a breed specific thing or like is it something we're feeding them? And the vet's response was no, honestly, it's random. Like, it's mm-hmm. not genetic. It has nothing to do with the breed. Like, it just happens sometimes. And I'm like, okay, how do two dogs in the same exact household get the same problem? Right, yeah. So, unfortunately, Dax passes away. Mm-hmm. We bring Ray into the family. Freaking Ray's in the family for a couple <laughs> months, and he has problems. Is that not crazy? I'm like, okay. And I'd never heard of this up until yeah. experiencing it myself. Right. You know, and I've had dogs before. And never had an issue, no, right? And I've never like read about it, heard about it. Nope. Like it's not one of the things where you're like, you know, like what am I getting into with the dog? Yeah, like what type of dog should I get? And they're like, don't get a lab because of the anal gland problem. Like right. you know, it's never mentioned. Yeah. So I, yeah, that was very weird that three dogs in a row now. And literally, they have like, okay, so Dax is a purebred lab, right? Chocolate mm-hmm. lab. Coop had no lab in him at all. Yep. He's part staffy, which so is Ray. But it's like they they all have, other than the Staffy, they're both different breeds at the yep. same time because we've done their DNA. And it's like, so they have nothing in common. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know if that vet was just like joking because it's like, it's got to be something. <laughs> but it, I, I can't scientifically prove it. I don't get it. It must be at, uh, at random. Uh, we're just so lucky. I tell you. Know? you. Three dogs with the yep. same problem. And it smells terrible, people. Yeah, it's like, so, a, it's like a fish cannery. Yeah, it smells like a rotting like fish carcass. Yeah. So if you're, if you're fortunate to bring enough, a dog into your life that has that problem, congratulations. Yep. Join the team. But yeah, that, I mean, that's just something you have no idea what you're getting into because you can't predict that specific problem. So that, I mean, that was a hard lesson learned. And honestly, I was lucky enough to learn how to do it. So now we don't have to pay the vet to do it, but yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I was going to say that's, it's amazing. Like what you learn to do and become comfortable with when it comes to animals mm-hmm. by owning them, you know, or yeah. having them in your house. Yeah. Um, cause there's some stuff where you're just like, I would never do that. And then it's like, well, I know if I walk in the door of the vet, it's going to cost me a hundred bucks right off the bat for visiting. And then yeah. this is going to add on to it and I can just do it myself. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it's like a lot of farmers do that. Like they vaccinate their cows and mm-hmm. horses yep. and things like that. I mean, a lot of dog breeders, which I don't really condone. I mean, I like purebreds and I know people breed and all that kind of stuff, but they vaccinate their own dogs a lot. Mm-hmm. Like even the puppies, they deworm them themselves. They don't take them into the vet. Yeah. I mean, I'd um, never get to that point. And no, I don't me vaccinate neither. my own dogs. I'm just saying like little n- nicks and cuts and scrapes and anal gland expression and that type of stuff. Like, Yeah. You know what you need to take them in for and you know what you don't. Yeah. You know, like take Ray, for instance. He ate a bee <laughs> last summer. His lip swelled up like five times bigger than the other one. And we literally just gave him some Benadryl. Mm-hmm. And now... Luckily, our dog sitter had a bunch of Benadryl that for her dog that she no longer needed because the dog's now on like allergy shots or something. She was nice enough to bring him over because she said Ray's already trying to trace bugs outside. See, right there. Just be prepared. You never know. You know, obviously do your research and don't do something that isn't cut and dry if you don't know what you're doing Mm because things can be dangerous to dogs. Like, I don't think you're supposed to give them Tylenol at all or Motrin because it's poisonous. So, 
you know, you obviously need to do your research, but lessons learned. Ask questions at your vet, you know? There you go. You can learn a lot of the ways to save money and just do right by your dog, essentially. Yep. Take care of your dog. He'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely don't take them for granted because it's not fair that dogs don't live as long as we do, for sure. So, yeah. um, I don't know. What else? Um, that's what's going to be what I was going to say there at the end, what you just said. Yeah. It's just how fast it goes by and... Um, don't ever assume you've got more time than you do. And that goes for people too, but yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, and then uh, like, uh, it, again, I don't want to speak for other people, like if they're going to go out and get a dog, but like one of the things that I've experienced is how you start to tailor your life to being dog friendly mm-hmm. or pet friendly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, instead of like taking vacations every summer to, you know, faraway places where you're flying now. Mm-hmm. It's let's just drive over here and it's only an hour away. We can bring the dogs with us. Yeah, exactly. So, Ryan and I haven't taken a vacation in a couple of years, but honestly, it's the same thing. Like, it's more of a peace of mind because we're like, well, we don't really have anybody to babysit and mm-hmm. I just don't want to drop them off at a kennel. Two, I remember we were looking for a kennel in Jersey before we realized that our new vet boarded. Mm-hmm. And going into those places, I was like, what if they have PTSD? Like, that's a strong <laughs> term, but it's like, these places look like shelters right yeah you know like just kennels and like runs and stuff and i'm not saying like they treat them like at the shelter or whatever or anything that's bad mm-hmm. but i was like what if they get put in a little chain link run and they just like freak out because they think we dropped them off at a shelter yeah that's true and it's like maybe that's being paranoid and, i like, think looking, it is a little bit looking way too into it but it's like i'd rather have a friend stay at the house and watch them or pay three times as much ah <laughs> yeah like i'm okay with that if if we're gonna leave them alone but at this point like how much we love our dogs and baby them and take care of them and stuff like that i'd rather go somewhere that they can come with like we went to your parents house for christmas or Mm -hmm. like right after christmas in 2018 yep we drove 11 and a half hours just so that we could bring the dogs yep with us you know what i mean like it was our christmas break yeah and it was last minute too and if you're doing something last minute you want to bring your dogs make sure you can drive and take them because too i honestly from hearing stories and stuff like 95 percent of the time it works out fine but i don't ever plan on putting my dogs on a plane yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Like sure. I would, I would drive way out of my way to take them on a car, then put them in a plane. Yeah. So for sure. I mean, I know it's possible, but I'd just prefer not to. That's what I would say. Stay you know? fluid, stay flexible. Whoa, that's some good advice. Thanks. I mean, yeah, you gotta adapt and overcome with dogs. You gotta tailor your life to theirs, essentially. Exactly, and they'll do it so, for you. Oh yeah, the reward is so much more than honestly what i would put into the relationship ever you yeah. know what i mean yep. nothing like coming home and they're just so excited to see you there you go uh-huh man's best friend so next week we will uh we had a couple ideas somebody wrote to us yeah they wanted us to talk about things that we tried to get away with as teenagers mm-hmm. and either it worked out or if it didn't work out what the punishment was yeah so we're asking if you have any of those uh, situations that you would like to share Yep. The weekly lab at gmail.com is how mm-hmm. to uh, submit those. Yep. And uh, Kate Holiday's Facebook page as well. Yes. That should be an exciting uh, an exciting episode. Yeah, the person that suggested it gave us some pretty interesting stories. And we thought about doing it today, but Ryan and I need some more time to ponder on, you know, like our personal stories and how to wrap it in. So, yeah, if you guys got any things that you had done as a kid and got away with it, your parents have no idea or whatever. Um, and then, too, I was thinking, I was like, well, my parents listen to the podcast, so if I say it and well, I got away with it. You're over 30 years old now, so it's not like you can get grounded. True. I don't know. I think they, you'll be safe. They might try. There you go. So if you guys have any of those stories or uh, 
other suggestions too. We'll be playing out the next couple of weeks. So um, tell us some of your dog stories as well. Lessons you guys have learned because who knows, we may have not come across it yet and still have that to go in, you know, our life with our dogs. So like Ryan said, send us an email at theweeklylab at gmail.com and uh, the lab will be back next week with another episode.